Good evening, everybody, and welcome. We are live, and this is Huge Pop Podcast, which gets knocked out. I'm with my co-host, or actually the host, excuse me, Scott Rogers tonight. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? We're also here with Jeff Weaver, and that little box down the corner is Brian (laughs) Idol with us tonight, too. How you doing, Brian? It's really me, guys, I promise. Yes. So, thank you guys for coming on, man. Thank you guys. So, we obviously advertised Jeff Weaver all week long being here live with us, and but we had a special guest, obviously, Brian Idol. Um, Idol, you want to let everybody know why you're on here tonight? Well, why don't you guys start it and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll jump in. All right. So, <laughs> so, Jeff. so I'll let Jeff explain why he's on here with the, uh, the CWF with us tonight. How are you doing, Jeff? Not too bad, guys. Not too bad at all. Yeah, we got Ido on here. Um, he and I have been talking a little bit on the backside of things uh, about some future plans, possibly with uh, CWF and such. And I was hoping to get him on here just to kind of elaborate on it a little bit. Well, yeah. So, so basically, uh, you know, we've been we've been talking about you know the CWF deal, and I think uh, the plan going forward is uh, we're going to work on incorporating that into uh an nwa territory and uh yeah you know there's there's a few more pieces of the puzzle to line up but you know that's the plan and uh you know it's exciting because obviously for anybody that's ever followed uh wrestling especially in florida you know championship wrestling from florida is beyond legendary so to be able to bring it to a place where it's actually belongs you know, being affiliated with the NWA is, I would say, pretty huge. And uh, at one point, a few years ago, it would be seemingly impossible. And uh, and again, you know, this isn't uh, this isn't a version of the NWA where every single Fed in the world can just name the NWA. Like, you know, I, I mean, there are so many over the years. You know, I remember even being up north. You know, there'd be like NWA cyberspace. NWA Big Apple, NWA this, NWA that. Not that they weren't legitimate, but it was a different NWA and a different uh, feel altogether in a company that ultimately was not being run on a national level and people were just kind of using the name to try to boost the credibility of their own thing, uh, which is fine. I get it. But you know, we're talking, this is the, the National Wrestling Alliance. This is the, the fully launched you know, international version of the National Wrestling Alliance owned by Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Well, wow. that's, that's, you guys heard it right here on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Jeff Weaver, CWF, um, promoter, owner, Brian Idol of NWA Florida. They're um, working things out to join kind of, a, would, you, would you say collaboration, Brian, of, or is there a different word to use? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a collaboration. It's, you know, if we if we uh, take the brand name and we roll with it, I mean, obviously, you know, Jeff's going to be affiliated. So it's a it's a collaboration, you know, that's uh, awesome, man. That's exciting. Exciting to hear that. So great. Thing. So, well, start rebuilding the once great union between the two, the, these two companies, uh, you know, throughout the history of, of both companies, they've always been intertwined. So, um, you know, Billy pretty much done exactly the same thing I did was was buy something that was once great and bring, bring it back to life. And, you know, yes, I've, I've, I've been struggling a little bit with that just because of my own personal life. And, uh, you know, then I met Brian and, and found out his interest and, and, and love for doing the same thing. And it just seems to be working really good. So. That's 
awesome, guys. And thank okay, you guys thanks. for coming out and sharing that with us. Um, so, no problem, man. So, man, I'm, can I go ahead and ask some wrestling questions? I guess you guys are both. Um, we'll, we'll start with. Yeah, we're going to start with Io because I know he has to catch a plane here in a little bit. So yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, Mr. Io, can you just tell us about your growing up as a fan and um, who your favorite guys to watch or where'd you get all your inspiration from? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, I would say I probably got into watching wrestling at about like four years old. And, uh, I think undoubtedly at the time, the, the biggest thing going in wrestling was Hulk Hogan. And, uh, you know, that was, that was the eighties when, when wrestling was not quite on the level of the attitude era, but was the start of, you know, being a very mainstream, uh, type of thing. So, it it almost went hand in hand. Like my interest in it, as it as it grew, it was growing in real time for itself. So, you know, the WrestleManias started getting bigger. There started becoming more pay per view events like the Royal Rumble, and and uh, things like that. And you know, I would say by the time I was in second grade, so it was at about eight years old. <laughs> I was, you know, I pretty much was convinced I was going to be a wrestler, and. Uh, you know, I think a lot of kids say they want to do that or whatever, but I think I genuinely meant it. You know, I, I was the whole time, like, I, I, I was just weird. Like, you know, like, as I grew up, like, I would just, it was like a foregone conclusion that I was going to do it at some point. So it just, you know, that's just the way it kind of kind of shook out. And I think the, you know, a very big full circle moment for me would be like, you know, years into my wrestling career, uh, you know, meeting Hulk Hogan at the gym and then kind of, you know, working out with him on a regular basis. And so I said, I don't do it so much anymore, but there was a pretty steady period there for a while uh, back when Bushwhacker Luke on the gym that, you know, uh, I, I would lift with Hulk at least a day or two a week. That's so crazy. Awesome. That's awesome, it's pretty man. wild, pretty wild how that works out in life. Yeah, it is. That is so for sure. So, um, Another question. Yeah, what's some current goals, man, that you got going forward? I know you got to hit a plane here quickly. So, what are some current uh, goals and projects you're working on? I mean, you know, current goals is, uh, you know, one thing I'm I'm pretty heavily involved in at the moment uh, is, you know, getting uh, NWA to the biggest level possible, and uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that starts with the territory thing, and and there's there's much more into that that if I went on and on, it's boring, but like. You know, basically, the, th the thing about the territories is not only is it a chance to expand, you know, a brand on a local level, it's it's a chance to, you know, the, the concept of the territories is to have, uh, you know, people working within the company that, that come and develop on shows and then they they move up, you know, and, they're, and therefore when they when they get into the NWA or like they're more regularly uh, featured on the programming they're they're at a much higher level as performers and like i said so what that does is it brings the company to a way higher level and i, I would say that's my top goal and uh you know it's it's not you know it's cliche or whatever to say oh i want to be the nwa champion or whatever uh i do care about that but i don't care as much about that as i do with being synonymous with the success of the nwa Nick, man, do you have questions? No, nah, dude, I was just thinking about the same thing you were just saying there about the NWO, bringing it back. I know you've been heavily involved in that, along with um, a few other things, and 
that you've been doing with books, movies, um, you actually traveling with the um, Smashing Pumpkins there for a little bit. How was that? I mean, if you had a chance to do that again, will you do it? Uh, I think undoubtedly I'll be touring with the Smashing Pumpkins again. I'm pretty sure I'll be on the summer tour, which is a huge stadium tour with Green Day. Which, uh, I might even do some international dates as well. I know uh, they're going over to England and uh, parts of Europe. I might I might catch on for some of that. And then, but around the states is you know much easier. So, uh, I would I would say I would count myself in for a lot of those gigs, and I'm I'm pretty sure uh, you know the band and as well as Billy and everybody else, you know all the way down to the roadies would say that uh, you know we're a pretty heavy part of the show. So like it's it's very the the, the few that we didn't do in the last couple of years, uh, you know every time we show up right after the 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 next thing anyone says is. You know, like it wasn't the same without you. So it's uh, so I would say without a doubt we'll be on the next tour, and uh, you know I look forward to it. I mean, it's who doesn't want to stand uh, on a sold out stage in Madison Square Garden or the Hollywood Bowl or make international headlines in Australia? I mean, you know, like I said, I, I was I can't believe it. Like the the coverage that I get, like being out there because obviously it's a little bit uh, silly, but it's something different than just standing there and playing an instrument so it's it's definitely unique to the show and uh you know the coolest part is it's a it's an easy way to cross promote the nwa and that's why during this you know the australia tour and during the summer tour we actually toured alongside uh you know for for some of those dates and that was something that i was kind of one of the architects of and i think it brought really good exposure to the company yeah, definitely. It's, um, I, I just love. I didn't realize Billy Corgan or you, Brian, that you, you guys were part of the um the, the band that like that, that Nick was saying <laughs> until like I think it was six months ago when I had uh I think Koa was on my show and he was talking about NWA and Billy Corgan and stuff like that and being a member of a band and I'm like so that just mind blowing. It's amazing that I'm sitting here talking to. At legend of the wrestler Jeff Weaver and a promoter of CWF. Brian, you're a promoter of and with the NWA and you wrestle, man. It's just a it's an honor to be sitting on this side of the screen with you guys. And I I just I don't want to say fanboying, but I I just love it. <laughs> listen to the answers, man. It's just something surreal. So well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, so I know yeah. you have a school too. You want to go ahead and um, let people know about your school because you have one down here in Florida and one up in New York as well, correct? Well, actually, the New York one I've uh, I actually sold off, uh, okay. ma mainly because it was, you know, once COVID hit, uh, you know, between that and after, just the routines people get in, plus my schedule got a lot busier. It's just the kind of thing where I couldn't really keep my personal spin on it by, you know, I wasn't I couldn't be there so much. So you know, New York was one of those states that shut everything down. So the yeah. place was basically shut down for a while. Then, like when it got back up and running, it was still there. Was still you know people were wearing masks there up until a year ago. So it's like it got to the point I didn't want to be there, and I just couldn't put my personal stamp on it. So I kind of let that one go, and uh, you know I sold it off to somebody, and that was it. Uh, you know, Florida has been going strong for a lot of years now. I don't know. I think I'm in like the sixth year of having, you know, the Fight the World Wrestling, World Wrestling Academy. Uh, I think currently I have like 35 students under contract. Uh, I mean, it's it's packed. 
No, you have some great students. I know we use them at, here at Knockout. You your students. Yeah, and a couple, definitely yeah, some great talent. Guys are good out there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the, the thing I think the difference of, uh, you know, if you were like, what, what are the elements that make the school special? I think it's that, uh, number one, like I'm not a drill sergeant and I'm not out there like screaming at people and, and like, you know, pretending like it's an episode of tough enough every time somebody gets in the ring. Uh, you know, I could take, I could take people's, uh, weaknesses and, and figure out how to make them strengths. And then, you know, curriculum wise, I feel like the style that we, go for and it comes from you know me working with evolve and actually over at the performance center and so we're, we're very wwe based in the training and i think with the exception of the understanding that there is a little bit of a difference uh on the indies so we have this dual thing of where we we train people not only you know the proper way to wrestle but the proper way to wrestle for tv as well as what works on TV and what doesn't work, uh, you know, uh, on the Indies and what works on the Indies. So it's like having that little thing. And then the last thing that makes it is, you know, I'm out there doing it internationally at a top level in a top company. So it's not like I'm outdated in what I'm saying. It's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either, but you know, it gets harder when there's a guy who's, who's, you know, not really actively wrestling anymore. And you know, it's if it's a if it's a real legend. I mean, there's there's great legends that run schools and they're phenomenal. But I'm saying there's also a, a ton of former indie wrestlers that were wrestlers 20 years ago that never really did that much, and now they're not even wrestling. So it gets really sloppy, and that's that's what I see with a lot of schools is you know just a lot of sloppy trainers that that don't really focus on what's current, and they just they're preaching just their their belief of what what it is and usually it's not the best scenario for people so like yeah. i said i think it's those elements that that sets my school apart yeah definitely you're definitely like a leader uh lead by example you know yeah exactly sure. it's like put your, put your money where your mouth is i can't tell people i'm gonna make yeah. them stars if i can't be a star too so that's you know, that's the whole point and jeff man okay. i don't we're gonna get you, okay? I just I know he has a to get going, so I want to I want him to be able to answer the kids' questions and a couple more questions before you had to bounce out of here, Brian. No problem. I appreciate it. Sorry, so my, great, Jeff. <laughs> so, so my one of my favorite questions to ask is uh, about brotherhood and paying it back in the business. Um, can you elaborate on the, what brotherhood means to you and paying it back? Well, yeah, you know, I think the thing about pro wrestling is I always tell people or other wrestlers anyway like you know when i do do them favors or whatever i always say hey man this is like uh, a fraternity it's supposed to be you know so there is supposed to be a special bond and camaraderie i think a lot of the time it gets lost and i think that's due to uh, a lack of understanding of the business for a lot of wrestlers and they don't really know how to conduct themselves um, but the ones that do, and, and uh, my experience, it's usually the, you know, the, the ones that, that live that concept the most are usually the biggest legends. Like if, if you asked me who's treated me like that the most, it's guys like Mick Foley, guys like Roddy Piper, guys like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, like DDP, like those guys, if you were like, who are dudes you were like, oh, it's my brother right there. Like those guys have, have proven to me 
by the advice they've given me, the, the favors they've done for me, um, the, the support they've given me, and just the all-out feeling that I could call them at any time of day. You know, unfortunately, some of them have passed away, but you know, those were guys that that made me feel like this is a brotherhood, and I I try to pass that along to the people I'm cool with. You know, I, I my thing is I'm cool to everybody. I really try. You know, until somebody says or does something, then I, I just you know you got to keep your guard up, and that's an unfortunate reality of wrestling that I wish didn't exist. I wish everybody wasn't so conniving, but unfortunately, like I said, I think it comes down to uh, a lack of respect for the business because of training or whatever. Just too many people just jump in, don't really know the game, and they think it's uh, they can hustle and and manipulate their way through everything. It doesn't work like that in the long run. Yeah, I can um I can honestly vouch for what he says. When I first started in this and started with knockout, I was didn't know the first thing about promoting. And yeah, I was one of the guys that kind of stepped forward and you know educated me and helped me out, willing to teach me. So yeah, I, he is definitely the type of person who will help that next person. So I never got a chance to thank you for that too, man. So I do appreciate oh, you. Man. So You're welcome, man. You know, like I'm one of these people, dude. I never see any of this as competition. Obviously, I run my own shows. Obviously, yeah. I'm a wrestler. I don't look at somebody on a show like, oh, that guy's taking my spot. Like, never. Like, if I'm not willing to put the work in and I'm not willing to, to uh, you know, be the best at what I'm doing or, like, put myself in the position I need to be in, like, I can't blame, I can't fault somebody else for, for being there and trying to be successful for themselves. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's a fraternity, but it's an individual. It's not a team sport. So it's like, you it falls on you ultimately you know to be to be a good promoter to be in good shape to be whatever that's that falls on the individual so like it, it never hurts in the, like i said if you if you look at like me and you nick uh you know i'm still getting booked on your shows we still work together and i'm saying i could walk in there by, by the time i met you i had already worked for wwe and i could be like oh this guy doesn't know what he's doing what is, yep. you know what is this idiot thing oh my god like this guy's a, you know a schmuck this this thing's wrong this is wrong this is wrong and you know you don't get anywhere doing that and that's you know you can there's sometimes you got to throw your hands in the air i mean look i've worked for promoters where it's a train wreck and i'm like wow I, i'm not coming back here as a train wreck but you know if i see someone's putting in a genuine effort somebody like yourself like you were putting in a genuine effort you weren't doing it for the wrong reasons you're trying to run a show you're trying to be a promoter you're trying to you know make it a, a good business and and that's all you can really ask of somebody so anybody that's that's in that vein uh obviously you know i would i would go out of my way to to help and give the right advice to and i think everybody that's a professional should do the same you know uh, a quote it's been said by other people but the person who told it to me first was again mick foley was like you know when you when you go to a place you know a company a territory whatever you know you leave it a little bit you try to leave it a little bit better than you found it yeah and like that matters to me you know it's it's the kind of thing that that i think if everyone had that mindset things would be a lot better overall definitely and i um i i well, the reason why i asked about the brotherhood and stuff like that is because um as a podcast creator as a you know for huge pop pressing podcast i have learned to listen to Nick and to, I have very good connections with Herb Simmons up in St. Louis. Um, you know, and I have the guys like Rich Portiola and, uh, Masha Cahagas. They would tell me, cause I called myself a fanboy once and they said, absolutely don't call yourself a fanboy. You're part of the business. <laughs> right. And he's like, and then he gave me a lecture about why, what, what, 
podcast creators mean to you guys as wrestlers. And the biggest advice I got to is got from Nick and um, Herb Simmons and them was listen to what we just take the feedback. And I have done that. And um, one of the things Nick has said to me is, and I'm starting, that's why I got the, the song I had up here that I did the intro with is my song. Now it's, it's, no, it's not copyrighted anymore. Nick just would say, my my wife would say, make it your own brand. Do it, do you. And, you know, I've started doing me and, um, you know, I got a phone call from Herb Simmons last night to talk about the, what happened on the podcast last night. And it's just those, 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 uh, that feedback I get from wrestlers like you, Brian, Jeff, and Nick, and, it, it means a lot to me because I want to get better. And it's like, it's, for me, that's like a, what brotherhood would mean to me, I guess, as a podcast creator. So that's why I asked that question um, to you, Brian. Yeah, totally. Totally. I get it, man. And that's, uh, I mean, that's a good attitude to have. And, and yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, in the old school, you know, when, when people, you know, one thing I don't like I'm saying is when wrestlers always say, you know, uh, Matt Stryker used to say this, used to make me want to like punch him in the face. He's like, we're all marks, we're all marks, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a mark. Like, I this is a business to me. Like, uh, like yes, I'm a fan of uh, the nostalgia of wrestling and some of the things from my childhood, but like, I'm not by definition what like uh, a typical fan is because I do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a different. There's a separation between myself and uh, a fan. That, that that can't wrestle and there's nothing wrong with the like look this business like you're doing this if you're not if you're not doing this to entertain the fans and you're not you know you like you can't do one or the other you can't say i'm only in wrestling to make money you know and i don't care about anything else like you, the only way you truly make money in wrestling is to entertain the fans like if they don't like you i don't care you can be uh best friends with the boss you could be whatever it's not gonna get you anywhere in the long run like maybe for a second but you're not going to sustain a career you know it's it's always the people the wrestlers that understand hey you have to make the people love you the fans have to want to see you they have to care about what you're doing in that ring so you know if like if you're inside the business that's that's why you know those guys would say that to you like hey don't put yourself in the same category maybe not because uh you know their fans are are icky or uh, disgusting it's because you have to have to be successful you have to have that mindset that you are you're you're not a fan like them you're someone that they're want, supposed to want to watch so you have to approach what you're doing like that you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. thank you so yeah. i know you got to go i got can we go through the kids questions for you brian before you head out of here <laughs> absolutely all right these are come from my foster kids and i got one in here from me so sure what's your favorite food you know, uh, by default, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with barbecue. Like I'll say, like barbecue ribs. You know, this is the South after all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not from the South, but still, it's uh, you know, it's and, and and I'm very Italian too. But I will go with uh, if I had to go with a generalization, I would go with like barbecue. I love like roadside barbecue rules, and that that yeah. was my favorite part about moving to the South. Yeah. <laughs> Does pineapple belong on pizza? I don't think so. Oh, I don't. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm Italian, dude. <laughs> you ever see these things? Like, exactly. somebody, my on. cousin sent my cousin sent me one the other day. Somebody was asking for like a Hawaiian pizza, and the pizza owner's like, "Oh, come here, let me talk to you outside." And they take <laughs> them outside, and they just start smashing them with a baseball bat. And like, <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. I yeah. understand. 
Uh, favorite video game? Of all time, you know, I'll just go with the one that I was the best at. Uh, I think I like Mike Tyson's Punch Out the most. That was fun. I remember playing that. Yeah. Favorite TV show? Oh, man, I got a lot of them. I don't know. I think you got to go, again, you got to go with all time. I like The Sopranos. You got a cartoon that's favorite? Uh, I'll go with currently these days. I like Rick and Morty a lot. You acknowledge the tribal chief? Uh, is that Roman Reigns? Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think you know it. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you go to the gym, man? Uh, five days a week minimum. All right. What motivates you to stay committed to the journey you're on? Uh, I'd say two things. One would be, uh, you know, the the need to. I'm trying to put this into words. Well, I'll, I'll do the fun one first. I swear to God, the the fun one is the most, the biggest motivator is everyone that runs their mouth about me. Anytime somebody does it, I swear to God, they add two years to my career. So, like, <laughs> I'll be wrestling forever with the amount of haters I got. So, that, that'd be the number one. Number two would be, uh, I think, the, the drive in myself to just keep amazing things happening you know like we talked about like yeah. torn with the pumpkins this and that you don't get to do that you don't get to play those games if you're not in the game so uh, you know you gotta that that motivates me to get up at, at, in the morning to do that kind of stuff you have any pets uh currently no okay so here's the one from me it's the tiktok question i ask this all the time and lots of people get it wrong so okay. who is the greatest wcw champion of all time <laughs> I mean, if I if I really if I was really I don't know if it's a trick question, but you know, to me, it's I guess you'd have to say it's uh, Ric Flair, David Arquette. Yeah, you know, and actually, he uh, I was talking to him for a while, and uh, you know, we were I was giving him a couple pointers on stuff, and uh, I was super like the first time I ever he ever acknowledged me was in a tweet. And uh, I was like, I remember I was like jumping out of my skin that, that David Arquette tweeted me, yeah. you know, and this was before he really got into indie wrestling. So I was like, wow. But yeah, you know, and then I'd had some other conversations with him, you know, with DDP and, and stuff like that. But he's a really cool guy, man, and a lot of fun and uh, very, you know, I think he's had some very wild times, but uh, totally cool, man. I, I've never really gotten to like go out and do anything with him, but I, I'm sad I missed it because I heard he was a total party animal and a lot of fun. Awesome. What's so, the yeah. odds of getting Dave Arquette and Brian Idol in a knockout ring in the near future? You tell me, man. Let's make that happen. Yeah, I'm down for it, man. That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm actually quite proud of how, how serious he took being a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. he's Yeah, no, he loves it. And he's, uh, you know, same kind of thing, man. The more people that said he couldn't do it or that said he was nuts – uh, you know, he gave it his all and, and look, I don't want to go too far into it, but I think and, and a lot of it was, was a work, but a little bit of it wasn't. And I think the last thing that he did, you know, I feel like he got a little bit disrespected, you know, because yeah. but that's the risk you run where you're, where you're, when you're dealing with a bunch of hardcore dudes and, no doubt. I, I've I've been in that scene. Like, you know, GCW is is a company that I helped put on the map. You know, like their biggest show in the beginning was Joey Janela Spring Break. I'm the one who was instrumental in putting that uh on the WWN ticket. And so 
you know, I, I, I really like those guys, you know, and I've, I've worked there before and, and like, they're a great company. I just think that sometimes they, they're like one of those, those feds that where the guys on the inside get too into their own selves and it's like their world, which I get it. That's how you got to survive. But you know, at the end of the day, that's David Arquette, dude. And it's like, he's coming into your world. It's uh, an honor because whether he's a, good wrestler or not he's a borderline legendary actor from an absolutely legendary family of actors so it's like you got to treat this guy with a little bit of love and i feel like i feel like genuinely deep down he didn't feel that and i I feel like he understood that that's what made the, the the program better but there's a borderline there and i feel like you know maybe it went a little over but that's my opinion so what the hell do i know but but it's unfortunate when I looked at it because it's like he should be celebrated. And I feel like whether they meant to or not, there was fans that were kind of taking a dump on him in the end. And, uh, you know, we haven't really seen him in wrestling since. And like I said, that's why I would love, man. If they, if, if, uh, Nick, if we could put something together with that and do that, man, I would, like I said, I would make sure David Arquette would walk out of there saying how much he loves wrestling. You know, that's beautiful. Well, we got, we got this one kids fest booked, maybe kids fest 2025. Hey man, so you're you're from Clearwater, right? Uh, originally from New York City area, but yeah, I've been down here the last. uh, Been living on Clearwater Beach the last eleven years. That's awesome, man. I I uh, follow promotion up in the Panhandle called XIW Extreme Impact Wrestling. With uh, I don't know, a couple guys down there are living in the Tampa area. Jackson Slade, um, and Johnny Knockout. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. Um, Yeah, no, no comment on that. No, well, no, I, I see. If my name is huge popster, the popster, so yeah. I know what you guys are laughing at because I had to throw that name out there. See, I, I use Jackson Slade as a follow up to Johnny Knockout because I have no. I'll, I'll be honest, you cannot say it, but I will. I have no respect for the man, so I'll just say that. Uh, I mean, me either. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think you should be in wrestling, but. I would have yeah, long off if you said you did. Somebody, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it was funny. Somebody, as as happens to me, believe it or not, you know, and it was funny because somebody asked me this question. Um, somebody put out a flyer with me on it a few weeks ago, and Johnny Knockout was also on the flyer, and I wasn't even, like, booked on the show. Like, somebody reached out to me to book me. Uh, and I said, I'd be interested in the date. You know, they were like, Hey, are you available this date? I said, yeah, sure. And they said, okay, what would you need money wise? I said, I need this. And they said, okay. And I said, okay. And then, you know, typically you get a deposit or some kind of confirmation. And there was, Oh, actually, no, I hadn't even talked money yet. I said I was available. Then the flyer came out and I was like, Hey man, uh, I'm on this flyer. You did, we never finalized this. I said, we didn't even talk money. So he said, okay, how much money do you want? I said, okay, give me this. He said, okay, done. I said, okay, cool, send me a deposit. And, of course, that never happened, and he continued to promote. And I was like, finally, I was like, hey, man, I hope you know I'm not coming to this show. And I don't, you know what I mean, I don't understand. And it's not the first time. I get put on flyers all the time like that for small shows. And uh, even when I was doing UCW, I wouldn't even be on half of their shows, and I'd be front and center on the flyer. And I'd just be, like, laughing because I was, you know, who, you know, what, what are you going to do? But, uh you know, one of the things that cracked me up was was being on the flyer with with Giant Knockout, who I believe was last seen cursing out a thirteen year old at a gym lifting weights. Uh, you know, on on TikTok actually. I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't doubt that. So, Brian, I know you got to go. So, can you tell the fans um, what's coming up for you? 
um, where they can get see find you, where they can get your merchandise, etc. Sweet. So, uh, huge weekend coming up with the NWA right now. So, Fort Lauderdale, there's still tickets available. Uh, that's at Revolution Live, which is a really cool venue. It's like we're almost wrestling in like a pit. So it's awesome and it looks really cool. So that's going to be filmed for uh, CW. And then Sunday, if you got tickets, we're in Tampa uh, for the TV studio. But those are very limited tickets. And it's funny because I have like a laundry list of people blowing up my phone trying to, uh, you know, get in there. But it's it's beyond sold out. And uh, so that's this weekend. That's a really big, busy weekend. Got a huge match with Tom Latimer plus whatever I'm doing for the TV tapings. Uh, then... Uh, past that, next week I got a huge show in Puerto Rico with guys like uh, for WWC, and it's it's their it's their like halfway point to the anniversary show, which their anniversary show draws like five thousand people, has like Bad Bunny on it. Last time Flair was there, so uh, but this one's got Dolph Ziggler. Uh, man, I can't even remember it. I just just it's like so many people on this thing. It's like it's like Ziggler, his brother. Uh, I can't think. I'm, like, I'm drawing a blank, but there's. There's a couple other oh Chris Masters, but there's other names too. I just can't remember somebody else real big, but uh, that's WWC in Puerto Rico next week and a big pay per view that you know has got international buys already. Uh, and then past that, just uh, you know the usual. If you check my 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 social media, Facebook, I update a lot. Instagram, not as much. Twitter, I really don't play around on these days. Uh, and you know, my thing I want to say about that, if I had a wish in life, it would be that Twitter could be i don't know just a touch less toxic it is the most toxic bad in all forms politics wrestling acting entertainment it is the most negative form of social media i've ever seen in my entire life and uh I, i'm not down with it i don't like negativity like that you know everybody's entitled to an opinion but like the delusional you know the internet has created this thing where like you could say the dumbest thing ever or like insist that you believe something and if you just stick to it, like in a thread, in a thread of chats, it looks like it's, you know, it matters and, it re and it's real, which is so ignorant and ugly, you know, that's, uh, so I, I don't like Twitter at all. But uh, if you check my Facebook and check all my stuff, uh, I should probably update brianidle.com a lot more. I really don't these days, but uh, there's, there's merch on there or you can find me on Pro Wrestling Tees. But, you know, best way overall, keep on, if, if I said somebody one, all in one shot, just check me out on Facebook. I got a couple pages there. They're they're usually updated, easy to follow. And uh yeah, I appreciate all the support from anyone watching and I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm looking forward to what's going on with CWF and I'm sure uh Jeff and Nick and probably you are getting sick of me talking here 35 minutes in. So uh, I'll say thank you guys and uh you thank know, you, catch up with you soon. All right, thanks, man. Thanks, man. thanks Brian. Thank you. Hey, thanks guys. Have, have a safe trip, man. Yeah, have a safe trip, hey, man. Take it easy, guys. So, Mr. Weaver, how, how you doing? You doing? doing pretty good, fellas. Doing pretty good. Sitting there all relaxed in his chair. Yeah, so um, what's your input on the CWF, NWA, um, kind of a collaboration? How's that? How do you feel uh, about uh, that that situation? Yeah. I think it's you know probably one of the biggest things to happen in this sport, in this state, in, in a long time, you know, when, when you have an opportunity to reunite a piece of history and rebuild it, um, I, I think that's pretty amazing. And, you know, just to be a, a, a part of it, hell, I mean, that's, it makes everything I've done and had to go through, you know, what worth it, you know, Absolutely. it's, that's, the, that's the combination 
that um, got me addicted to this sport to begin with when I was eight years old was that that was the product we had here was NWA CWF. Um, it, it was later on that WWF was introduced and, you know, WCCW from Texas when the Von Erics, you know, they, they were, you know, being played here. Um, the first, the first wrestling I ever, you know, cut my teeth on was NWA CWF. So it's, it's a major deal for me personally, just because that's what started out my love for this sport to begin with. So as a young weaver, have you ever sit back and think about, man, where I'm at today and that you're the owner of the promotion that you once watched as a child? The, the reason I seen CWF was because of my grandmother when I was eight years old. She was literally the biggest Dusty Rhodes fan I've ever known in my life. Um, she was 100% enamored by Dusty Rhodes. And she made me sit down with her and watch it. And I instantly fell in love with it. But I was kind of on the other side of the coin. You know, I I was instantly drawn to the heel and, and, and how much fun they made watching the show. Um, now, knowing what I know about, you know, wrestling and the wrestling business, the heel is who controls the match, right? That's that's who guides the whole match. That's who gets the baby face over. It makes them the big stars that they are. Um, so that's, you know, that's why I've always loved the heel. Um and you know, and I've 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 been blessed enough to get to work with some of the best heels of all time. You know, like you, you look at Fidel Sierra, the Cuban assassin. I mean, he was on next week. Yeah, um, Kevin Sullivan. You know, yeah. I mean, how can you not, you know, feel great about working with some of the best of all time? Did you, you know? get over on the Cuban assassin or? No, no, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm just under under Cuban's learning tree still. You know, I've I've known the man for years and years, and now I, I work closely with him with CWF. He he was an original CWF guy. So, and and he's one of the men I I talked to before I even started on this journey to re, to rebuild the CWF name. Um, you know, I I literally talked with legends before I did this. Brian Blair, Steve Kern. Hector Guerrero, um, Fidel, Ricky Santana. I, I, I literally pulled these men to the side at a Legends lunch in Carrollwood, uh, uh, Tampa, and, and asked them, "Would this, you know, be be okay to do? If, you know, and and would they want to be a part of it?" And every single one of the men said, "Yes, it would be great, and they, and they would love to see it happen, and they'd love to be a part of it." So the funny you should bring that up with. Um... Cuban Assassin and the legendary CWF. As you know, March 30th here in Waldo, Florida, we have CWF versus Knockout. So it'd be your guy, you know, Cuban versus one of our guys, Cole. So what are your thoughts on that? Like seeing the, what I consider like the new school wrestling knockout with some of the legendary pay tribute to your guys that you brought in. Oh yeah, man. I mean, you know, when we were discussing what we could do with this, I, I, instantly I thought of, you know, Cuban assassin. He was, he was the first name that I threw out. Um, the guy is, he's a living legend. He's an absolute veteran in this business. And if you're going to put a, a new, a new age wrestler in there with somebody, it should be somebody like that. Yeah. Exactly. So we're looking forward to that. That's going to be March 30th there in Waldo at the Waldo Farmers Flea Market. It's going to be the CWF versus Knockout. You're going to be there in your corner. I'll be in my corner. It's going to be a fun match. It's going to be the two companies coming together and having a good show. 
and let's see what happens at the end. You know, yeah, that's really yeah, comes I, down mean, to. I mean, your boy Cole's has got his hands full. Yes, I, I gave a warning. He said, dude, that's like uh, he he has dude, more matches than you have been breathing. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, um, and you know, I, I'd be willing to venture every dollar I've ever made mm-hmm. that you know, you, you know, Cuban as 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 good as he is, he's probably forgotten more than most people have learned. It's true. He's going to be on the show next week. Um, actually, next Wednesday, you're welcome to join us if you like. And I'll be on next Wednesday again. Yeah. Cuban will be here. So. Yeah, that well, um, yeah, I, I love the man like family. There, there isn't nothing in the world I wouldn't do for him. He's he's helped me so so much over the years. I mean, so much. Him, guys like Bob Cook, you Bob know, very uh, good guy. Yeah, yeah uh, Frank Reyes, another one. Know, yep. Th- these are guys, you know, like if it if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even have been able to do any of the things that I've done. You know, I, I've been blessed. Jose Diaz, one of my trainers, you know, over the years, if it wasn't for him, we, I wouldn't even be on this podcast right now. Oh. I mean, honestly, wouldn't none, none of the, none of the doors that opened for me would have ever been opened if it wasn't for these men. So now are you both going to be ringside by your, with your guys? I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. This, this new age crap, and I'm making sure Nick don't get his hands in there. Nah, well, nah. That's, that was my question. I mean, the huge pop is a potster. So, Nick, are you going to behave yourself, or are you going to give not. your guy the underhanded <laughs> the, the advantage? No, it's going to be a fair a fair fight. Now we can't out on the face. I mean, we already know that he's dirty, <laughs> dirty act <laughs> appeal there. So he's the one we might have to <laughs> take a look at for. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to call you guys out, but I'm just saying, Jeff, man, I don't know if I trust this man. I mean, that new age shit that he got going on. There's, there's a lot of dirty stuff going on. I'm just saying. We're gonna we're gonna keep an eye. You know, we're definitely gonna keep an eye on Nick here. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you've been around the business of wrestling, so you know what kind of dirty stuff could happen with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> managers. You know, everybody in this business is trustable except for me and you, and I'm not too sure about you. So. <laughs> there you go. So you're you were a wrestler at at one point in time. How many years have you been out of the business of or out of a out of the ring? Um, my in ring abilities ended at the end of 2019. I I ended up in an accident during my my shoot job. I I fell 14 foot off of a roof broke my neck and my back in in four places uh i was paralyzed for two weeks had to learn how to walk again um and that kind of ended my ability to wrestle any pretty much anymore Um, i am hard-headed and i I miss it more than anything in the world uh you know promoting shows and working behind the curtain it's it's way it's great it's wonderful um it's fun but there's nothing like entertaining. Okay. There's nothing like it. Um, you have a favorite match that you would like to share? How uh, that the most memorable match that you were involved in? Oh God, the most memorable match. I, I think I think the matches I remember the most. I was um, it was I was young young into my into my journey doing this. Uh, maybe maybe a year or two in. And there's a lady named Biker Babe. She used to run a show over in Auburndale Flea Market. 
this is the lady that you see all over the news with the alligator she rides around with her on her motorcycle. Okay, yeah. Um, Mary, Mary Thorne, that's her name, Mary Thorne. She used to run a show over in Auburndale at a flea market, and it was over top of an alligator pit. Um, and, and it was at a flea market. So you've seen all kinds of, of crazy people like um, Lobster Boy was there at, at several of the events that I got to work at. And some other kids from like the circus or carnivals because they had like very strange deformities. Like one kid's head was probably two foot round. Like, I mean, very, very, very memorable. Um, well, there happened to be a guy who was at every one of the shows that I, I got to work at there. And he had he had a fake leg. Um and he was a huge wrestling fan. And you know, he kept asking and asking, how could he How could he be a part of the show? And finally, I, I thought of an idea and I accommodated it. And I, I yanked and yanked and yanked on his, on his fake leg. And he finally let it go. And, and instead of me getting it, it flung out of my hands. I was, you know, I was the heel, obviously. It flew into the baby face's hands. Boom. Hits me in the head. Beats me one, two, three. Uh, and, and the kids, you know, obviously cheered. Uh, because the bad guy who'd been cheating the whole match, you know, who looked like he was going to win, gets knocked out by stealing a handicapped man's fake leg. So it was, it was, that's probably the match that I remember the most and had the most fun doing, uh, just because of the crowd interaction because of it. Now, on the, um, the, the, uh, promotion side, the promoter, the CWF. How do you guys go about recruiting and managing the wrestling talent you bring into your uh, promotion? Oh, how do we recruit? Well, I think with me, the CWF brand, they mostly come to you, really. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of people, a, a lot more people come to me than I'm actually able to use. I mean, because there's only so many slots on on one card. You know, I mean, you have times that you have to stick to, um, and you have to be careful with, you know, too much. You know, get, get, giving too much for any one particular show, you have to save some for the show's following. Um, but you know, me personally, I've I've been around a long time. I've gotten to work with a lot of different people, and um, you know, so I already pretty much knew who I wanted to bring in, and I I've respected their opinion over over the series of shows that I've done with who else we should be bringing in to fill in the, the empty slots. Um, you know, you know, some of these guys, I. I still have a great deal of respect for some of them. Some of them are, are still used. Some of them are not. Um, but we've been able to to gather a laundry list of absolutely phenomenal young talent that, that we are able to use on our shows. You know, guys like August Artois, um, the cheese, Mon Manchego Cheeseman. The guy is over like Rover, both, both of these guys. I mean, every, everywhere they go, um, the crowd loves to see them. You know, um, you, you, you got all kinds of uh, young talent out there. Um, you know, Damian Morningstar, that, that kid is phenomenal. He's going to go as far in this business as he wants to go. Um, I mean, there's and just so many more. There's, there's so many more. Um, Controversial Inc., the amount of uh, attention that they pay for the entertainment that they provide and, and, and the things that they help with backstage, it's, it's unparalleled. You know, the dedication that, that this group of, individuals has for this business and, and, and the businesses they work for. Uh, who's, that, who's that guy who's death who's from up north that comes down here? Is it Casey? 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 Oh, Casey King. Yeah. Yes. Man. I'm talking about a guy from, uh, from West Virginia that I met 
by chance on vacation. I, I, I stopped off at a little carnival and there happened to be a wrestling show that it wasn't even advertised. And I, I, I got to catch this guy in, in his home turf. And I, I knew instantly I was bringing him down here. Yeah, he's amazing. There, there's another guy that was on that card, Beast Man. Yep. Um, the guy, the guy, is, he's a monster and he's phenomenal. He moves like Bam Bam. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely want to get his behind down here. Um, but yeah, Casey King, I, he's, you know, pound for pound, one of the best entertainers I've ever seen, you know, with both in-ring ability and his entertainment value and, and yeah. his dedication to, to the craft. Oh, my God. I can I can vouch for a controversial ink, LaBrava, LaBrava, however you want to say her name, and yeah. that goofy guy that wears the, has a bald head in a suit, whatever his name is, I don't know. But anyway, they are the XIW Tag Team Champions up here in um, Panama City, so yeah. I get to see As them. As they all. are everywhere they go. You know, they, they seem to be yeah. collecting up titles everywhere yep, they go. Yep, and um, matter of fact, they're going to be on the show um, uh, last week of January leading into the um xiw event in february so i'm gonna i'm gonna pop in on you on that i'm gonna pop in quickly on that show because they never admit to it but salazar la bravo was my um actual ring announcer before she got into the ring so i want to bring back some memories all right yeah um so i mean obviously i brought up johnny knockout not that i like the guy because i can't stand him yeah that's right so the qualities you look for are not of a jackass like him. They're of guys like Brian and uh, Controversial Inc. And those yeah, guys. you know, pe- people of uh, people with standards and, and, and people of integrity. Uh, can you sniff that out right away? Can, I mean, I've never been in the yeah, past. I, yeah, yeah, pretty okay. much. Uh, it's okay. it's pretty pretty easy for me just because I've had so many years in this business. I've I've seen I've seen it all. You know, like. Um, there, there's so many snakes and charlatans wrapped up in this business. It's it's not even funny. So we got the CWF and the NWA announcement that we just um, learned about tonight on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. What are some challenges that you had to work through to make this happen with Brian Idol and NWA and stuff like that? <laughs> Don't think we have enough time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, actually – you know, you, the you Idol just, thing went pretty smoothly. It's all yeah, the challenges getting he's a man there. Of he's a man yeah. of integrity. Um, he he has a dream for the business, like you know, like like all of us should have. And um, he has a great working record with with doing things in the past. Um, as soon as I had the opportunity to actually sit down and pick his brain a little bit and talk to him personally, just me and him one on one, I realized quickly that he was somebody I wanted to do business with. I mean, he's. Uh, I can honestly say um, every single thing the man's told me he was going to do or and, and wants to do has happened. So um, he's definitely a man of his word. He's a man of integrity. So, I mean, everybody's watching are going to watch this later on. You know, if you want to get your own, if we want to become a promoter, I guess I asked this question because I think there's a lot of ind- independent wrestling promotions out there that are like, I know a few of them up in Illinois that are just like, whatever, you know. And so, are, are there too many? Are there a lot that are out there just that don't know what they're doing? Obviously, I want to say that. And if yeah. there's people that want to get into promotion, is there any advice you have? Oh man, if you want to get into promotion or doing promoting shows of your own, 
I, I would definitely have to say steer against it in this state because there's there's 85 wrestling companies in the state of Florida. Jesus. Um, you know, a lot of them I won't mention, but there are a few that I will. Um, you have uh, Rob, Robbie Joe Medina, uh, who owns POW. Uh, phenomenal guy, phenomenal company. Great shows. I highly recommend anybody in that area checking out his shows and supporting him. Um, you know, WWN and all of the other promotions that work with WWN, uh, they, they all run, you know, great, great shows and, you know, they have, they have great talent, great staff, you know, pr promoting and creating their, their products. If you're in that area, check them out. Um, you know, you got, you got knockout who doesn't do as many live events anymore, but he does, he does events that have meaning, you know, that's, that's where, that's where, you know, the owner Nick has wanted, has wanted to put his attention. Um, you know, so if, if you want, you know, shows that are going to be giving back to the community, you know, that you can actually feel like you're a part of check out the knockout brand. I mean, you know, that's all I can tell you. I mean, yeah. my, every dealing I've had with this man has been a hundred percent on the up and up. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about Nick. Thank you, man. Hey, the local company right here where I'm at is uh, Pops, um, Wild Simonians, and WXW, yeah. one of the longest independent wrestling companies out there today in florida especially definitely check those guys out they're right here in lake county Minneola. i think they have a show in february um coming up so definitely check out those guys uh, their yeah. next show is gonna be raising money for autism or not or not autism all alzheimer's sorry so they'll be raising money for alzheimer's awareness so right. definitely definitely check those guys out yeah, so. Sounds like my buddy Nick's the poster boy yeah, for that event. Yeah, I was just saying you're the poster boy for that 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 uh, event. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm the. I was just doing some autism work early before this broadcast. I still got it stuck in my head. So, um, no, but you named WW WXW uh, WXW named WWN and FIP uh, huge pop wrestling podcast people. Listen, um, starting February, I been talking to Francisco Kiet. Yeah, so I think I got that right. Yeah, if I, I, did. I, if I didn't, he's of, gonna let me know. Yeah, I think I think Haggis is part of uh, uh, TCW, and, and yeah, so a, those they guys, got they yeah, got those guys that are gonna be they're gonna start rolling in on the podcast. Um, so watch out for WLW or WXW, WWN, and FIP and Master Haggis's group. Um, mm -hmm. so things are turning that way. I I began to try to I want to focus on Florida more than I have around. Then I got a couple up in, like I said, St. Louis with SICW. They're my guys from the beginning. So um, I'm going to get to these fan questions before we have to go real quick. Um, your favorite food, man. Don't, now, don't cheat and take Brian's answers. Okay? Uh, my, my favorite food, I'm, I'm a sandwich guy. Um, we have a really great mom and pop one one off restaurant or like sandwich shop here in, in, near here it's in Parish, Florida. It's called PJ Subs. I, I I actually was blessed enough to get one of those subs from working out that way today. Uh, I, I love Italian food. I mean, I'm I'm 100 Irish, but I love Italian food, and I, I I I eat at least two or three nights a week Italian. You guys like you, when you talk sandwiches? Are you talking Rubens? Are you talking French dips? Or what are you talking? What are you talking about? Um, I, I like subs. I I I always you know I go there because they they have the best pastrami sub I've ever had, uh, right. and their bread is like. The, the softest thing I've ever ever ate. So, pineapple on pizza. Oh uh, man, you know, um, only only if there's jalapenos with it. You have to have uh, a combination of the sweet and hot. 
You can know Pinewood don't belong on piece of period. We were <laughs> come on, man. Do you play any video games? Probably not, right? I do, I do. Um, I was actually ranked 100 in the world at Modern Warfare 2. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, so that would probably be my favorite game of all time. Modern Warfare 2. My my sons won't let me play that because I when I play it, I my guys are like all over the place. I, I love PUBG. PUBG is probably my current favorite game. Yeah. Okay. All right. TV show? Uh TV show, man. Um, there's a few that I like. Um uh Reacher. The, that, huh? that, that show Reacher. Uh, that I'm 100 percent stuck on that. All right, now are you a sports fan? Um, yeah, but I, I'm not. I don't follow. I don't know everybody's name and stats or anything like that. Uh, I, I'm a fan of a good game, uh, a good football game, good baseball game, good hockey game. Um, I, like I say, I, I, obviously, I love whatever Florida teams are in there, and if any of them are doing good. But at the end of the day, I really just want to see a good competition. Did you watch the national championship game when uh, Michigan rolled on Washington? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Not that I'm a Michigan fan or not, but I had to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd admit that on a, a live podcast, but yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I just no, did. No. You heard it live here on the Five Presley podcast. Go blue. Hashtag oh. bet. It? See, he must have been. He's afraid of us. So I made, I made him upset with that Michigan comment, didn't I? I guess. I guess. Um. Uh, do you acknowledge the tribal chief? Uh, I mean, how how can you not? I mean, the guy is, he's running the show over there right now. He's, he's the it man. Awesome. Um, so, uh, tell us about, um, like now do you have a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers when you were growing up you were like, yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. It's still the same to this day. I mean, if you, if you have to say a Mount Rushmore, I, I would have to say guys like, uh, Flair, Hogan, um, one of my personal favorites was and always will be uh, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Um, like, like I say, I'm, I'm a fan of the heel. Um, Shawn Michaels would have to be on there as, as far as being one of the best of all times. Um, you know, I mean, oh, gosh, there's there's so many great guys that wrestled over the years. Terry Funk, how, how do you, I mean, how do you break it down to only four? Um, you got guys like Harley Race that kind of paved the way. Um, Luthez, you know, um, uh, Fargo, Jackie Fargo. I mean, how do you not mention? How do you not mention these guys? Bugsy, Bugsy McGraw. Uh, you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years at the Legends lunches, talking with him and listening to the stories. Uh, my gosh, there's, you know, it's harder for me because I grew up in the Mecca of professional wrestling right here in, in Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, the best of the best all came through here. R Ron Bass, uh, black Jack Mulligan, Kevin Sullivan, uh, the Cuban, the Cuban, the Cuban connection. Uh, the sheep herders came from here. Hulk Hogan, you know, like all of them, Percy Pringle. He was, yeah. he came from here. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. gosh, so many of them, Luna, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, golly. I've reached out to Luna before and she never answered, so I just figured that whatever. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but uh, now do you go to conventions? Is CWF going to be at any conventions in, in 20? Oh, uh, yes, we've done quite a few of them, and I, I definitely want to start getting that rolling once again. So it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. 
to go and get to interact with the fans and you know and some of the, some of the guys you don't get to see anymore they're there signing autographs it's it's wonderful i'm going to be up in huge pop wrestling podcast is going to be up at having a table have a vendor table up at uh the river city wrestling convent wrestling convention in saint augustine this in 2024 nice. so nice. i uh i inquired about a table so i'll be up there with um my podcast and uh Hopefully some guys come through and stop by so we can chit chat. I was told I can't take my podcast around to their tables, but hopefully if I'm sitting there, someone will stop by. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know that we've talked on offline and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I hope I can, you can shut me down or not. I, so I've talked to Jeff um, and he's going to, we're going to set up some interviews with his roster. And once he gets going, we're going to start doing some watch along. So can you talk about your what's the future going forward in 2024 when shows are going to start up what the plans uh, are and so on and so forth i've actually just uh began talks with my booker vince lewis um we have some plans in in the works right now i'm trying to get everything all the kinks worked out to to start this ball rolling again awesome man so uh, we, um nick do you have anything you else know, we got we got brian idol involved in this too so yeah. we we got some moving pieces Awesome, man. So, yeah, so hopefully we can work things out where I can showcase some of your good events or and your wrestlers and um, help promote your guys' brand and keep on, keep this NWA CWF dream going yes, for you sir. guys and stuff like that. I, I'm going to be down in uh, Orlando. I can't go very far because I have um, my whole family, which will be with me, plus family from Michigan City. We're going to be down in, in Orlando February 19th through the 26th. So, um, I'm gonna try to meet up with Nick one of those days with a couple of you got a couple guys. So um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, let, let me know. And I, I live maybe uh, three hours away from Orlando. I definitely like to shoot on over there. Yeah, right, dude, we're gonna head out lunch with Randy Hogan and those guys. So nice, yeah, so, um, yeah. Mr. Weaver. I know um, I didn't get to ask a lot of questions to you, but I uh, I appreciate your time to come on the promotion onto the podcast. And um, yeah, what do you want to tell the fans about? CWF going forward, and then we'll close the show. And please, when we close the show, I'll play a song. Don't go nowhere. I know Nick has a habit of disappearing. Yeah. So I tell the fans, keep an eye out for us on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok. Um, we're going to be announcing news as as we get it. So uh, stay up to date on on all the happening CWF NWA related, and uh, get ready to be entertained. All right, the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. I sit next to Nick from Knockout Entertainment. Check them out on Facebook. Check out Knockout Entertainment Shop where you'll see several different um, promotions of with their uh, merch. Uh, you're going to hear probably ne by next week, you'll see Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast yeah. on there. Um, CWF, I've seen them on there today. Uh, he, Nick's got some cool designs. Nick's got some colorful shirts and stuff like that. We just, we just uh, dropped our new logo design today, actually. So, um, so you'll see that on there. Thank you, Nick, from Knockout Entertainment. Jeff Weaver from CWF. Brian, that was on, Brian Idol from NWA Florida. Uh, huge pop news. The huge news of the day was the CWF and NWA collaborating together to bring back the old territory days like it's supposed to be. Yes, sir. And that I think that I've heard from a lot of legends that I talked to over the past year, territory wrestling has disappeared across a lot of the United States and 
there's only a few of you guys that want to try to keep it around. It's um, it's I know, on the rise. It's on I know the it's rise. Herb Simmons up in um, SICW Missouri or yeah, St. Louis, Missouri, and now you guys down here in Florida. Man, I think we need to bring it back. So yeah, uh, I mean, CWF is also in collaboration with SWA out of out of Georgia. All right. Um, so yeah, definitely, we definitely got a, a union of promotions banding together to to get the southeastern territory rocking and rolling the way it should be. Awesome, man. Thank you guys again for joining me on this podcast. Thank you, Jeff. I, I'm going to have you back because you're going to be back on that um, podcast when um, Controversial Inc. comes on, right? Thank you. I, I can't wait. I'll be there. And Nick will be there. So we're going to have a bunch of so – we're going to stir the pot. I love those guys. I talk shit to those guys all the time. Of course, they're yeah. heels. They're heels, so why not, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're wonderful. I got to ask them about um, last event, Exotic Inc., Came the exotic youth from over in Texas and Georgia came into the the Panama City XIW, and they uh, they interfered in a uh, cage match in December. Controversially won it, but they also stood toe to toe with them and challenged them to a match in February. So we're gonna see that. So we'll be talking about that and so on and so forth. So huge pop wrestling podcast fans, thank you for so much for showing up, showing out, and thank you again. And um. I'm out, but don't go nowhere, guys. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Because when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil. Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with a king. It's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything. He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled. Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle, take statistic free, beat that ass with a light bulb. Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then